Louise McSherry on 2FM. Anyway, we love talking about books on this show, as you know, um, and we often speak with authors and we talk to readers, but usually we are talking about adult books. But today we want to look at books for younger readers because books can be a really brilliant way to teach kids about subjects that might be difficult to talk about or to help them understand things that might be difficult for them to get their heads around. And to help us on this this morning, we are joined by co-chair of Dublin Learning City and book enthusiast Dr. Holly Foley. Hello, Holly. Good morning, Louise. Um, First of all, tell us about Dublin Learning City. What is it? Okay, so it's a festival, a virtual festival. It's actually starting tomorrow, so this is very well timed. (laughs) We have 200 free virtual events happening tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday. And it's, uh, we're part of a global UNESCO uh, cities of learning cities with Cork and Belfast as well. We're really excited because uh, Lord Mayor Hazel Chu is going to launch the festival for us tomorrow. There's events for all ages and the message really is that learning is fun and it's for everyone. So it's a really inclusive event and all the events are free. And when you say for all ages, do you mean like from very small, like even adults? Oh, absolutely adults. Yeah. So from uh, we, we're trying to cater for more marginalised learners actually is the focus of the festival. But we okay. have um, events for everyone. So we're talking from children, babies, children, families um, and older people in the community as well. I think we have some crochet uh, event as well. We Ooh. have a virtual tour of Dublin Bay. Like it's really uh, there's something for everyone. I'm not uh, exaggerating when I say that. Fop. And where can people find it? If you go on to DublinLearningCity.ie, you can register there for any of the free events. Okay, amazing. I'm literally writing that down as I'm talking to you because <laughs> I think I would like to learn how to crochet, to be honest. Um, okay, yeah, but- well, everyone should. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, well, that's not what we're here specifically to talk about today, though, because today we're going to talk about books. And, you know, books, as I said in the introduction, they really can be quite powerful when it comes to helping kids through difficult situations, can't they? Oh, absolutely. Like they can be a support, they can be a learning tool and there's something, there's something physical and tangible that the child can have with them that they can refer back to. And they're very powerful, they're emotive. Um, I'd say we can't underestimate the power of books, in fact. Mm. Um, so I put together some titles this morning, but what I wanted to say from the outset is that all the titles I've chosen are accessible and that's really important to me that anything that I would recommend that there's not going to be somebody listening this morning that would say oh you know we're going through loss in our family at the moment that book sounds really good but 12 euro on that book is going to be prohibitively expensive for my family we don't have that or my child is blind or has a visual impairment and they can't access that material so just to say from the outset that everything is available either through a bookshare.ie platform so it can be downloaded in six um, accessible formats including digital braille and also they're all available on the library's Ireland catalogue so there shouldn't be a cost or an accessible issue with any of the books that we recommend this morning. Can you tell me a little bit about bookshare.ie I actually am familiar with that. Do you know, it's such an amazing platform. So the National Council for the Blind Ireland, they operate this platform and there's 700,000 titles on the platform. Mm -hmm. So if you are blind, if you have a visual impairment or if you have dyslexia, you can register with the the NCBI in order to log on to the bookshare.ie platform. And each title, each of the 700,000 titles can be downloaded in six different formats. So whatever um, database or software you're comfortable with using, you can download it in that format. Um, I naively thought that Braille was a very tactile thing, but apparently 
digital braille exists and that is what we're turning to more and more as we would turn to ebooks for example that yeah. we could download instantly you can also download instantly um a digital braille copy of books so it, it's really a phenomenal service and i like was only aware of it in the very recent past and that's like part of I created a page to try and raise awareness of the different accessible resources that yeah. are available Um, I realize we're on a tangent now but can what tell me a little bit more about <laughs> digital braille and how that works okay so I always thought that braille was tactile yeah. you know you had to feel yeah so that was my understanding but actually it's like you look at dots I because actually they there's lego braille for teaching very young children how to read through braille which is tactile but digital braille is like you look at the dots i'm picturing it like dominoes you know like um where you would see like white dots on black for example that's how so you're you're reading the dots as opposed to feeling for the bumps okay Wow. I know, like it's it's unbelievable. The um the education technologists is a whole new uh area and sector and they're doing just making such strides in making um education material available. Oh, I'm absolutely fascinated by this. I think I might need to do an entire item on this. I clearly need to educate myself a little bit more. Um that's so interesting. Well, we all do though, Louise. Yeah. Like we all do, you know, yeah. It's fascinating. Um, but, and actually, I have one more question before we get into the actual books. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, but I think people might be a little bit confused about libraries at the moment because of um, oh. COVID, obviously, and the restrictions. So how are libraries working? So this, I just, I'm a lifelong library lover and I just admire the library so much. They pivoted so quickly last year during COVID. Um, so before, traditionally, you would have had to go to the library with some sort of proof of address. And it was, uh, you know, it was, there was a process before you could get your card. But instantly, once COVID hit, they pivoted to uh, offering their services online. So you can actually join the library remotely now if you go on to I think it's librariesireland.ie or you can just google join the library Mm. Ireland and um, it will bring you to a page so you can do all that remotely and then you will have instant access to ebooks audiobooks they have like language courses they have magazine back catalogues as well so but you can join that today for free uh, remotely and access immediately immediately uh, ebooks audiobooks courses just, they're just such a wonderful resource for the community okay fab now let's get into the books because books. sorry <laughs> i had a lot of questions it turns out um so uh, i know we're, we're going to talk about books get that are getting th- children through kind of specifically difficult circumstances today um, and we're going to start with death and grief which i think it's so great that there are these resources because you know it's such a hard thing for adults to get their head around so i can only imagine the struggle that children experience yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like grief is such an unknowable thing for everyone. It's so individual. And then when you bring, when a child is um, suffering the loss of a parent, it's very hard for the other parent or the people in their lives to try and support that child when they themselves are grieving. Yeah. So definitely the more support and tools that you have at your disposal um, will just really holistically try help the child through this time. Mm. So some of the titles that I put together, and just to bear in mind that this is a, a snapshot of titles and as I say there are tons of titles but these ones specifically are available in accessible formats and from the library and available to purchase Um, one parent.ie and the Irish Childhood Bereavement Network they both have compiled comprehensive lists on this as well so that might be something that your listeners might want to check out but I'll just go through a couple of titles here that I found that are available accessibly and in the library um, so the first one, oh, it's the most poignant on the list and it's for younger readers, well, to be read too more so, mm. kind of age four to eight. Wherever you are, my love will find you by Nancy Tillman. And it is so poignant. I would find it hard to read without getting a lump in my throat. It's 
gentle rhyming book it feels like a lullaby mm. and it's told from the perspective of the parent who has passed away so it's very much like no matter where you go in life no matter how grown you are I will uh, you know my love will always find you I will always be there and visually um you we see the child kind of foraging a path for themselves um you're killing me here there is a distance <laughs> there oh no honestly it is it's gut-wrenching to read but what I thought was I mean this happens up and down the country if if you get a diagnosis and you know you have to plan for your end of life and there's a child in your life that this book would actually be useful at that stage yeah so that you the child has your voice you know yeah. that, that you are reading it to them planning I mean this is so difficult it's very heavy but the book itself is very gentle yeah. and it's something I would imagine that you would carry with you and it's the message is consistently reinforced no matter you know how grown you become I'll always be watching over you it's really really sentimental very poignant okay so um, that's Nancy Tillman Nancy Tillman, wherever you are, my love will find you. And it, it, it is rhyming and it's beautiful. Okay. Um, the next one then, I think, complements the first one very well. So definitely I would think about the two of these in tandem. The Invisible String by Patrice Karst. Um, and this comes up recommended on, with all the networks. And it kind of is applicable for divorce and separation as well. It's very much about being connected. But this is much more playful and fun. And there's a giddiness about this book. Mm. Um, the illustrations, there's a lot of adventure and it's a bit of whimsical as well. So the idea that um, there's two children tucked up in bed at the beginning, there's a storm outside, they run down to their mom, they say, oh, you know, we're scared, we don't want to be separated from you. So she says, oh, I better tell you about the invisible string. My mom told me about it. Um, we're always connected. It doesn't matter if you're tucked up in bed and I'm downstairs, we're always connected. And then as only kids can, they start to test this and say, well... I like how long is the string and we get brought illustratively like to the bottom of the ocean to the top of the highest mountain we go on safari and it's lots of fun and then it gently so they they've tested all the boundaries and they're sure now that the string can stretch as far as possible so they'll always be connected but then they question well who are we connected to is it just to you and the mom explains, no, like to your pets. So, for example, if you have a child who's, you know, has if has a beloved family pet who has passed mm. um, or it stretches all the way to heaven. And ultimately, the book concludes with everybody in the world is connected um, and we're never truly alone. But there's a levity in this book that kind yeah. of would give children a space to be giddy and kind of, you know, ask those funny questions that yeah. only kids can. So I think those two books would work well in tandem. They sound great. Um, and then you have two of my actual favourite books from growing up, Charlotte's <laughs> Web and oh, Goodnight Mr. Tom, which I had literally forgotten about until I saw it just there. What a book. And you know, I always, I, like, I was in two minds with putting Goodnight Mr. Tom on because I feel like maybe people are a bit jaded of it only because it was on the junior third curriculum for so long and I think ITV showed it every Sunday for like two decades but um, there's an important reason that I put that on but Charlotte's Web I think is a childhood classic and uh, if your child is a reader like it is essential irrespective of the circumstances mm. but I put it there for age six because I thought it would be nice to be read too and then yeah. maybe older for uh, you'd want to be a bit older to be reading it independently but the you know Right from the beginning, poor little Wilbur has a very close brush with death in Charlotte's Web. And so death instantly is framed within the novel. Yeah. And I just thought for as we get older, that children understand that the adults around them are suffering too. And they don't want to upset them by talking about their own pain or their own questions. Yeah. So by moving into novels, then it's kind of easier maybe to say, oh, I'm reading this book and it's, it's so sad. This is what has happened. And that the adults can say, oh, what's happening in that book? You know, that yeah. you can kind of have the conversation without it 
without it, anyone feeling like they're upsetting each other. Yeah. Um, but the message in Charlotte's Web, I always loved Fern, so I would have um, kind of read it as a child in the uh, looking at the friendship yeah. aspect. But actually, when you look at the relationship between Charlotte and Wilbur and yeah. how much of a mother figure she is, um, you know, she teaches them lots of lessons, but also she ensures that his, his safety by making everyone see the magic in him and how amazing he is. Mm. Um, and as we move through... The reader is aware that Charlotte is slowing down and um, she's not as available to Wilbur as she once was. So you can imagine if there's maybe a parent who is ill, you know, and, yeah. and things are changing in the home. There's that parallel. And yeah. then ultimately the end is is quite swift and Wilbur is bereft. But actually through Charlotte's, the eggs hatch and through her children, her memory and her lessons live on. So I really like that as um, a kind of parallel for yeah. what might be happening in the home. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I think oh, it's, it's magic. Yeah, I, 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 I we've got lo so many books to talk about. I think we better move on to um, divorce or separation, which I know lots of kids will experience. Absolutely. So I'll pick. I think I picked two out of this one because yeah. um, there's a really good one. A Pat Thomas is has written a few books, um, and she seems to be able to communicate really difficult complicated messages in an age-appropriate way so she does have other books on parental loss but I couldn't find an accessible format so I didn't mention it so in this one my family is changing um it's not actually a story so much as a matter of fact book now the illustrations are lovely and the children will engage with them mm -hmm. but it actually you know what is divorce who are the the main people in divorce like we, we hear about a judge we hear about court we hear about custody and um, but it's plain language so there's no I think it's such an emotive time for parents it's hard for them to use language that's plain and maybe not a portion blame or that's not loaded so this is very plain language um and it's neutral language mm. there's also a glossary of terms at the back that children can maybe like read themselves and understand oh this is what this means yeah. and there's also prompts on each page for a parent to say okay and how like what about you how do you feel when that happens think that like I mean parents aren't expect you know when they're going through this traumatic experience themselves you can't expect them to be an expert a social worker all things so the book is a real useful tool yeah. it isn't a story but it's a really good tool that sounds great and what's the other one that you were going to speak about there Oh, the other one I think might be my favourite of the whole bunch, <laughs> even though it'd be very hard to pick. Um, so it's to do with separation in all its forms. So definitely um, divorce, separation, or even um, I was thinking of children going back to school last week, you know, making mm. coming back into society, you know, having been at home for so long. And it's called The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn. Um, and it's about little Chester, a raccoon, who's going to be going to school for the first time. And he just wants to stay with his mom. He's cozy at home. He doesn't, you know, he's fearful and he's anxious. He doesn't want um, to go to school. So his mom, much like the invisible string, tells Chester a secret that she was told by her mom. And she takes his palm, kisses the palm of his hand and holds it up to his cheek and tells him that that's her love there. So no matter if they're apart, no matter where he is, he can put his palm to his cheek and he'll feel her love. And Chester, uh, being a very emotionally intelligent raccoon, does the same to his mom and says, so when I'm not with you, you can put your palm to your cheek and I'll always be with you. So you can think of a parent maybe who has shared custody of a child who's yeah. leaving them every second week yeah. or every weekend. Like that takes an emotional toll on the parent as well. Yeah, so I thought that this would be nice for both parties yeah. when they're reading. <laughs> that sounds gorgeous. Um, so by the way, I will share uh, the full list of these books on my social media after this because I know we're flying through them and actually we're not getting to all of them. Yeah, so. I'm sure people are yeah. trying to jot them down. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. I will share them on my Instagram and on Twitter. But um, you also have a suggestion for books that might help uh, children who are struggling with the pandemic. 
Yeah, so and these are both free downloadable books. Um, and I, I can't say whether they're accessible, but the fact that they're downloadable, that if you have um, accessibility issues, you could download them in the format or use your own software to convert them to the format that works for you. Yeah. And both of them, Gill Books and Irish Publishers, um, are responsible for bringing to, um, to the market, I suppose. Mm. Um, the first one is Coronavirus, a book for children. So if you want to Gill Books, you'll find it there. Or if you Google Coronavirus, a book for children, you'll find it there. It's illustrated by Axel Schleffer. So anyone with kids will know the Gruffalo. Mm. Um, so the, the illustrations are really fun and playful and really engaging for kids because we're so used to seeing them in Snail and the Whale and that whole list. Yeah. But it's got Professor Luke O'Neill's seal of approval. So if it's good enough for him, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Um, they say it's pictured at age, age five to nine and it answers your questions like really simply, what is coronavirus? Mm. What happens if I get it? Why are some of the places that I like to go to closed? All those frustrating questions that yeah. adults even you know find difficult to accept. But it's done in a really playful way for children. And the illustrations are just exactly what you'd expect from Axel Schleffer. Mm. Um, so that's available free to download. And then the other one that I just had to mention, uh, Niall Breslin or Breslin, this is his first children's book and it's called The Magic Moment mm. and Gill Books have made that available to download freely from Amazon that's great um, and the book is it is includes a mindfulness technique for children it's wrapped up in a really cute story about a child who's been really looking forward to going swimming for weeks but when he finally gets to the edge of the pool he can't jump in he's too nervous so his granny teaches him a trick which is ultimately a mindfulness technique so that can be used like obviously to help children when they're going back to school um, integrating back into crash with other children you know, to cope with any of life's difficulties, but certainly during this pandemic, we're faced with so many moments of anxiety. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a um, perfect book. Yeah, we have that book actually in our house and um, I do, oh, I agree. Have. I think it is brilliant. Um, and then before I let you go, I'm really interested to hear about these books um, from Kids Own Publishing Partnership. Yes. So this is amazing. Okay, so uh, my, the... Instagram page that I created is all about inclusivity and um, accessibility and diversity and kids own publishing partnership their whole ethos is to publish books that give a voice to children and voices of children that we don't usually hear so traveler children are among the most marginalized in our education system so with kids own publishing and some local area partnerships they've um, published with several books but two of them in particular are so gorgeous one is called Can't Go Back and the other is This Giant Tent and it's an opportunity for traveller children to share stories of their culture um, images from their culture in a really positive meaningful way that we don't see in mainstream culture and on the website there's some really good reviews from the classmates of those children that say mm. oh I didn't realise you know that my friends did this and this was so exciting that sounds like amazing you know that yeah, sounds like an great. amazing uh, hobby to have yeah. but I honestly think that those books should be in every classroom up and down the country yeah sounds like it well Holly honestly um, we could continue talking forever but we can't mm. because the news has to come on and I get in trouble if I don't go to the news um, but I will share all of your recommendations and where can people find your Instagram page so it's Dr Holly's World of Books Dr Holly's W-O-B and I'm open to all suggestions I love everything accessible and uh, inclusive so if anybody has any recommendations for me I'd love to hear them well that definitely came across and I so appreciate you sharing it with us today that's Dr Holly Foley co-chair of Dublin Learning City uh, best of luck over the next few days Thank you so much, Louise. We have a busy few days ahead of us. I bet. Thanks so much, Holly. Have a great one. Louise McSherry on 2FM.